Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey guys, um, I just wanted to share with you. I'm super excited. I finally, after months of working on this, I finally have a free funding toolkit available at www.grantwritingandfunding.com. I'm super excited. You can also just hit in uh, wegogrants.com and it'll bring you up to the same place. But this includes a short 10 question quiz and gives you added templates and resources to position your nonprofit for funding. I am super excited. So it literally, this is what it does. I've been working really hard on it and it comes with a whole email series. Um, so you'll get templates every day for like a week and it gives you all these added resources. But I love that it has a little quiz in it too so you can really see where your nonprofit kind of falls under that scoring. So once again, just visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com and download the funding toolkit top 10 tips to position your nonprofit for funding. All right, guys. So if you feel overwhelmed when it comes to running a nonprofit or when working with nonprofits, I mean, there's so much to figure out from how to start a nonprofit to wondering how to engage your board of directors. Um, All of this can feel like a lot. So this will definitely give you some tips to really get yourself into a good position so you can be more competitive for funding. Okay, so let's go ahead and get right into it today. We are going to be talking about grants.gov. Yep, as I told you last week, we're going to dive into it and really look at it because it is a super busy website and it's a little overwhelming and I'm just going to break it down for you. And I'm also going to give you pros and cons on the different pages as well as what I love to use. So in a nutshell, pros and cons of grants.gov. All right, we made it, grants.gov, and that is literally the website, grants.gov. So I love that the na- their name is a website name, so you always remember it. It's kind of like a lot of people now are using project names, like literally using hashtag uh, like blessed or hashtag this or whatever, you know, you're going to use for your actual project name, which is also a hashtag name. And it's just, it makes everything simple. I just love it anyways. So, but this is how it goes. So for those of you who have been following this podcast series on how to find grants, we've been talking about how to find grants this quarter. You are probably ready to dive in and start finding grants, but we're not quite ready yet. Believe you me, it's all about getting set up and understanding the layout of the grant world before you dive in and get overwhelmed. So we're going to break this down. You may have been using grants.gov for years, but have only ever used it to search or apply for grants. Or you may be new to grants.gov and have never visited the website. Either way, you are in for a real treat today. 
Next week, we're going to go over what to look for specifically in the grant search on grants.gov. Oh, yeah, we're going to nerd it out. But today, I'm going to explain the functions offered on the website and give you my favorite tools. This is great information for you grant writers or those who aspire to be grant writers. The reason I am breaking down grants.gov is because it is a mammoth website for federal grants and being such, it is very busy. As of May 2018, the website is in need of an update. Okay, I'm going to say that right now. I'm not being offensive, but it really is. It has that very busy mid-2000s website feel with an overload of information outlined in different ways, which can lead to paralysis of actually not just not even wanting to look into it or to dive deep because it looks like a rabbit hole, like 10 rabbit holes. And that can just kind of lead people to say, you know what, I'm not even going to look into that. I've been going there for years, but I tend to stick to looking for grants and applying for grants. So I decided to dive in and find out the full capacity of the website so all of us grant writers might actually use it. So I'm, I was like totally nerding out and going at each thing and really seeing what is useful because even I, I just go there to use certain functions, but I was like, huh, let me check out all of the functions and really see what other, you know, even if I can find one thing, one thing that could be help me, you know, shave an hour off my research time or just, you know, be one little trick or tip or a resource that I could look for and I could have in my arsenal. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So that's why I'm breaking this down. So let's go ahead and look at grants.gov. All right, so when you go to the website, the homepage there, the main menu has nine headers or tabs. And these include home, learn grants, search grants, applicants, grantors, system to system, forms, connect, and support. All right, so we're going to kind of look at each of those tabs and figure out what the heck they mean and what they have to offer you. So the drop downs under any of these headers contain a bunch of info. So let's break it down in layman's terms. Tab one, number one, that's home. Okay, it just brings you back to the homepage. That's easy. All right, but what you might find useful on the grants.gov homepage is that they now have a free app. This is good for any alerts on upcoming grants or those that you started to apply to. For those of you who prefer using your smartphone rather than a desktop, this app is very useful and it's user-friendly. The app itemizes searches a little bit more where there is a separate tab for eligibility at the bottom of the search rather than integrating it into the page like the desktop. I know that sounds confusing, but as soon as you go, if you have a desktop and you're on grants.gov and then you get the app, you will see what I'm talking about. But the thing is, is yeah, they have this old school kind of website, but at least they have an app now. And the app is actually, it doesn't have as much stuff. Like it just doesn't look busy. It's way more user friendly. So I actually, um, so far, I actually, I went and downloaded the app and, and I actually like it. So that's pretty cool. You can just go to your app store on your phone and search for grants.gov and this app will pop up and it's free. So very, very cool. All right, so tab number two, learn grants. Grants.gov has a grants learning center on their website and includes a community blog, articles, and a Twitter account, which is at grants.gov, but dot is spelled out. The community blog offers ongoing updated information about, you guessed it, grants. The article sidebar tab is where it gets a little confusing. 
Once you are on the community learning page, you can click on the sidebar to access different topics, which will then bring you to a slew of articles, which some include links to PDFs, hyperlinks to relevant blogs, and so forth. The topics include Grants 101, so just basic grant stuff, grant policies, grant eligibility, grant terminology, which they actually don't include all of the terminology from their website under this, so it's not that robust, uh, grant agencies, grant systems, grant programs, grant reporting, Grant fraud. I thought this was a little interesting. If you, uh, <laughs> you know, are in the situation where you're a whistleblower and when you see something going on that's not quite right with um, the grants that are being managed at a nonprofit, there's actually a place where you can be a whistleblower and you can actually contact grants.gov to report fraud. So that's actually pretty cool. And then they have grant events. So you can check out different grant trainings that are going on all over the nation um, and kind of see what those are going on, so it's pretty cool. There is a slew of information available, but I wouldn't recommend sitting down in one sitting and reading through it all. It's a lot of information, but there are some great resources located here that might give you the answers you need. I like that they have a Twitter account, but since I'm not on Twitter, I can't vouch for any of the social media posts. So the pros for the Learn Grants tab, uh, a lot of grant and grant-related information, and I like that they're on social media. The cons, it's very busy. All right, so tab number three, search grants. Most of you will be using grants.gov to search and apply for federal grants. Honestly, the other stuff is awesome, but in reality, it's supplemental fluff, okay? We're there to get grants. The search performance is great, and it is akin to searching on Google. So you will have the search bar at the top of the page, love it. For example, um, but how it's like Google is, for example, if you have two or more words and want the search to show up all of those words and not just any of those words, right, then you put them in quotations. For example, if you were looking for youth conservation projects, you would put quote youth conservation end quote. That helps narrow the search and you would only find stuff that has youth conservation. But if you just put youth conservation without the quotation marks, you would find anything and everything that has youth and anything and everything that has conservation not necessarily together. So if you really want to be a little bit more narrow, you can use quotation marks if you want to have more than one word. You can also narrow the search by uh, selecting one or more of the following. They have all of these kind of different blocks, which are more advanced search terms, which are really cool too. So they have an opportunity status, um, and this is about the grant. So is it forecasted? Is it a forecasted grant? Is it actually a posted and open grant? Is it a closed grant or is it an archived grant? So this is really good if you are familiar with certain grants and have a general idea of the time of year that they're awarded. So you might actually, you think, why do I, I, why do I wanna look at the forecasted, closed, or archived? Why don't I just wanna see what's open? Well, you might wanna get ready, right? So you know, okay, around March every year, there's a certain grant open. Around July, there's another certain grant open. And I wanna be well prepared. So I wanna go ahead and see if they forecasted it yet to kind of have an idea so I can get ready. So that would be why you'd want it forecasted, but also you might wanna check on old grants. So those that have been closed, what have they been funding in the past? Let me check it out. So those would be archived grants as well. So yeah, it's definitely, these will give you kind of an idea. Funding instrument type. Now this is another advanced search 
um, category, and this includes the type of funding that is offered, such as a cooperative agreement grant, a regular grant, an other type of grant, or a procurement contract. So if you're just looking for a specific thing, maybe all you're looking for is a procurement contract because you're a for-profit and you don't need to look at the thousands or hundreds of other grants that pop up because you're just not going to be eligible. So that's why you'd be using this certain type. Um, you can click on any one of those four to really be able to narrow down your search type. So as mentioned before, cooperative agreements are grants that have a higher level of interaction with the federal government that includes the feds scrutinizing your budget more closely and also have, they approve your staff. But on the flip side, so it's a little bit like, ooh, a little bit more involved, but on the other side, they are more involved and they offer monthly webinars, technical assistance, or other types of involvement, which is pretty cool, especially when you're new to grants. Uh, cooperative agreements are very popular under research categories and are the next most prevalent after regular grants. Now, they don't actually call it regular grant. They just call it grant, but I call it regular grants <laughs> for the difference. But anyways, so a, a grant is a normal grant agreement, which still involves involvement, still involves involvement, but it still has involvement with the federal government on programmatic reporting and fiscal reporting, of course, but it's just not as interactive as the cooperative agreements. Regular grants are by far the most popular. Other. So what is other? Well, it's a mixture of other types of grants that might include contracts, earmarked grants, research grants, or other types of funding. And of course, procurement contracts are different than grants as they are contracts and are legally binding agreements. As this falls under procurement, these types of funding instruments are usually for the feds to buy services or products. And a lot of times they link you back to FedBizOps and they take you off of grants.gov. So that's kind of an interesting thing right there. Okay guys, so the next thing is eligibility. And this is really good. This is out of all of these ways to narrow down your search. I think this is actually one of the best ones from my point of view. But eligibility, um, it lists all of the different types of organizations. So it's talking about who you are. So this category is very effective on narrowing down on what your organization is actually eligible to apply for. For instance, if you are an IRS 50C3 nonprofit, say you're an animal shelter and you provide services for stray animals, then you would just click nonprofits having a 501c3 status with the IRS other than institutions of higher education, right? Because you're not like a college or anything. So if you click that box, then only the grants that have the eligibility would pop up. So only for nonprofits, it wouldn't pop up all the other grants like for cities or tribal or you know anything else, it would just pop up the ones nonprofits are able to apply to. And that kind of just really it narrows it down. And then on the flip side, like if you are a city government applying for grants for urban planning, let's say, then you can click on city or township governments and it, um, it would just pop up all of those grants that city or township governments can apply to. And in this way, you aren't sifting through a huge number of grants and then finding out that you are not eligible. That's a waste of your precious time. So you wanna be more specific. And of course the category section, this search box is for the certain type of projects that you are looking to fund. I'm not gonna list all the categories as there are quite a few, but to give you an idea, these include categories such as agriculture, business and commerce, housing, science and technology, and so forth. So the federal agencies will include what category their grant will be under. So this can narrow down your search into better fit grants. 
And of course, the agency. There's another check mark there. If you want, there's a search box that includes 31 agencies that list grants on grants.gov. And these includes, include agencies such as the Department of Health and Human Services, Department of Defense, and so forth. So you might know specifically, I know this certain agency is going to be releasing grants or, you know, they have grants that are more aligned in my, with my project. So I'm just going to click here and see what they have to offer. That could give you, you know, you might be just looking in that way. But of course, you might know the exact funding opportunity number for the grant you're looking for or the catalog for domestic assistance number. And you can just plug that right into and then your specific grant that you want to find will pop up. So that's pretty cool. So the pros to this um, whole tab, this whole page is the search page is super good. I love it. Cons, none, none that I see. I like this page a lot. Okay, guys, so tab number four. There's another tab on the menu and that says for applicants. This gives you access to your grant applications and also has grant resources. Here are the main headers under this tab. One, check your eligibility. And this basically lists all the eligible entities to apply for grants. Basically, it's what what's under eligibility for the grant search. So you have like 501c3, city or township, all those things that I was talking about before. These are just the different eligibility. So you can basically say, okay, am I eligible? And it <laughs> basically asks you some questions and take you back to uh, register on grants.gov, right? So um, which leads to the second thing, get registered. So if you haven't registered yet for grants.gov, um, this gives you instructions on how to get registered. Or you can check out my podcast number uh, 027, how to register on grants.gov. That was from last week. Cool, guys. All right. So this also gives you how to apply for grants. Boom, 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 boom. This is a good one, guys. This will lead you into the workspace area and get you set up to actually download a grant and start working on it, then upload it and submit the grant. Woohoo! So this is super good. And the next one is track your application. Once you submit a grant on Workspace, you will get a tracking number. This tracking number can be entered here, validated, and then you can follow the status to see where it's at. Okay, the next one is applicant training. This gives you a bunch of short video trainings for grants.gov. They do have a YouTube channel and this basically kind of links you to that. Applicant FAQs, so frequently asked questions. This is a very lengthy list of FAQs that might take you some time to get through to find your answer. Honestly, the easiest way I find to get questions answered, and these are usually technical questions that I have, are by calling up the grants.gov 24 hours, seven days a week, excluding federal holidays, phone line. Yes, 24 hours, guys. I love it. Living in a crazy time zone, I love this option as I usually want solutions immediately. Um, and I usually need them immediately because there's deadlines, right? And I've always gotten my questions answered by calling grants.gov, the hotline there. So this is super helpful. The FAQs, I don't really find that useful, honestly. I don't feel like they really answer the questions. They don't have all the questions there that I seem to kind of come across more frequently. So I prefer to call. And then, of course, the last thing they have there is in manage subscriptions. Hey guys, you can subscribe to get funding opportunities sent directly to your inbox or to alert you on the app. Love this, this is great. So that way you can click the categories you wanna get funding from or the agencies or whatnot, and it will actually deliver almost daily, I believe, um, grant opportunities to your inbox. Pretty, pretty cool. That will save you my, uh, time as well. If you don't always want to jump on grants.gov to do research, you can just have this kind of mind to your inbox or to your app. 
So then that way you're kind of like, okay, boom, I'm just going to check this real quick, see if there's anything open that I'm eligible for, the category that I want, blah, 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 it's there, boom. All right, pros. By far, Workspace is my most used tab. As I stated, I mostly use Grants.gov for searching and applying for grants. As of 2018, you are required to use Workspace to apply for grants on Grants.gov. So you need to know Workspace. I also use Track My Application frequently. I highly recommend everyone to use this page after they submit a grant through Workspace. You will automatically receive a tracking number in your email once you submit a grant and then click the link and validate your number. A few times there has been errors on applications that have shown up in the validation area that I have submitted. So if I just submitted the grant, opened a bottle of champagne, <laughs> and I never validated the number, those grants wouldn't have been received on that end and they would not have been awarded. So it's super important to make sure that your grant actually gets properly submitted. Do not forget this step. All right, I also like the manage subscriptions, as I said, because I get grants.gov grant opportunities sent to my inbox. All right, cons. Some items are very redundant or found under other tabs. I don't like that. It still feels super busy. I wish they would streamline this. Tab number five, grantors. To be a grant maker on grants.gov, you must, must register via this tab. I'm not going to go into this, and you can skip over this shiny tab if you are a nonprofit, as most of you will not be using this. You're not going to be giving grants out. You're going there to get grants, right? So I have uh, no prawns, no prawns. I have no pros or cons available. Any tab number six, system to system. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I had to call grants.gov to find out what this tab was all about. When you go there, all it talks about, like, so if you click on that tab, it just talks about Java and hashing, not hashtags, okay, hashing, certificates and other coding lingo. What the heck is this? All right, well, I didn't feel so bad when I called up grants.gov. Let me tell you, first I did try and search through their FAQs area, but no luck there. So I did my good old favorite and called up and the representative, he actually had to put me on hold a couple of times to find out for himself what systems to system really is. He finally came back to me and he said, well, this is for very large organizations such as large universities or hospitals who may have a large number of users or a separate server and would need to purchase a certificate to utilize the system to system. So if you utilize this system to system, let me know because I'd love to know if that's actually the case. He seemed a little confused still. <laughs> so I have no pros or cons on this one either because yeah, we're not using that. Not using that for smaller nonprofits, even medium-sized nonprofits, bigger, non I mean, we're still using just the regular system. But if you do use it, let me know. I would love to know more about it. Tab number seven, forms. This is really what it says, links to forms. These include forms um, that are required when submitting grants, such as SF-424 forms, but also include post-award reporting forms, which I found a little interesting because I feel like the different agencies have their own post-award forms. So this was a, it's interesting. I think they're trying to unify all these systems. So all the forms that are gonna be required when you submit a grant, they will be on your workspace though. So it was kind of like, okay, I guess it, this is just available if you need some forms for other grants that you submit that aren't through grants.gov, so you can find them here, I guess. So there you go. So the pros is having access to grant-related forms is always good. The cons, these forms are mostly just the SF-424 and post-award. There aren't any other useful grant-related forms that are included here. So tab number eight, connect. 
The connect is where you can link up more with grants.gov and includes links to the, uh, they have a blog, the Twitter, the Twitter. I'm not that old. Okay. I don't know why I said that. So anyways, it includes links to the blog, Twitter, their YouTube channel, and to the subscription page. All right. So pros here, the subscription page is good. That's great. Like I said, you want to be able to subscribe so you can get grants sent to your grant opportunities sent to your inbox or to your to the app, right? You can do that through the app as well. Very cool. Um, cons, none. This is fine. There's great, you know, it's good information to have um, to be able to connect more and to see what else they're doing. Although it is kind of redundant for other tabs that they have, but it's okay. Uh, tab number nine, support. The support gives you some redundant resources again, which connect you back to other pages, but also gives you useful information such as the grants.gov phone number and international number and their email. Pros, the phone number is great. Like I said, I like to call, all right? I like to call, it's easier. They actually have humans that answer the phone. Cons, this information, some of it, like I said, is super redundant or even just all of the support information could just all be included under connect. Like it's the same, like if you wanna connect, I, you know, some people think connect, I want the email, I want the phone number, it's not there, it's under supports. It would also be very useful to have a live chat. I would like to see that on grants.gov. Um, calling's fine, but you still have to give them your, your number, your name, you have to verify all this stuff and it kind of takes a little bit. A live chat would be awesome, that would rock the socks off of grants.gov. Okay, so what do I find the most useful on grants.gov? Well, you might kind of, just from hearing what I talked about, what I enjoy using, you might kind of have an idea. But what I find the most useful on grants.gov are the following. Search grants. I like the eligibility selection when searching as I feel like this narrows down searches into results for potential grant opportunities that I can actually apply for. This helps fine tune my searches and weeds out the open grants that the organization would not be able to access or even be eligible to apply to. I also like Workspace. After finding grants, we need to submit applications. I will break down Workspace into more detail in a further podcast, but overall Workspace is a great platform on grant stuff. Uh, good job guys. Grant subscriptions. I like grant opportunities being delivered to my inbox. Yes, I do. Grants.gov app. Okay, I just downloaded and I'm not sure how I'm gonna like it compared to looking in my inbox, but I do like the formatting of the app. Like I said, it's a little bit more clean. It just, it feels a little bit better. Phone number and availability of humans. I like being able to call up grants.gov at any time and getting timely help. That is amazing. There you go, there's grants.gov in a nutshell. I hope you found even one tip to help you apply for more grants using this platform. Go ahead and check out my social media at WeGo Grants on Facebook and Instagram. Like I said, I am not on Twitter, on the Twitter, but I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and I'm on Pinterest. All right, guys, so you can check out there. I do publish two grant funding opportunities each week, one for a foundation grant and one for a federal grant. And those, you know, they change, like actually one's due tomorrow, you know, for, but, but whatever, you, and the one's due at the end of the month. So I try to get stuff that's really up and coming, that's open and you can just kind of see a quick post to see, hey, am I eligible, am I interested in that? Um, and check it out. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. 
As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.